It's a big-time close to the week for college basketball teams in the state of Texas. The Longhorns are trying to fight off some pesky Blue Jays, and Baylor travels north to frigid South Dakota to take on Gonzaga. That makes sense, right? Oh, and by the way, one of those two teams is going to bed Friday night with three losses on their resume. You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, welcome into Locked On College Basketball, the only daily national hoop show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making Locked On College Basketball your first listener watch of the day. It means so much to us. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, who has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We have two massive matchups in the state of Texas. Uh, The Longhorns were hosting Creighton on Thursday night. We're going to talk about that game in just a minute. And later on in the show, we're going to get you ready for Baylor's game against Gonzaga. Legitimately, it's up in South Dakota. I'm not even joking. We're going to do that by chatting with Alvin Brooks III, who is Baylor's co-associate head coach. Can't wait for that conversation. But before we get there, let's talk about Texas and Creighton. Thursday's biggest matchup was the Creighton Blue Jays visiting the Texas Longhorns inside not the Frank Irwin Center. No siree, it's that brand new beautiful Moody Center. I want to ask you about that in a little bit, but today to kick off Locked On College Basketball, we are joined by the host of Locked On, the Texas Longhorns hook'em, Mr. Jonathan Davis. You can find him on Twitter at Ball. He is a dude. And listen, we got the state of Texas all up at the top of the AP rankings. Baylor, after losing earlier this week to Marquette, is going to drop down. But we got Houston and Texas 1-2. It's flipped at Ken Palm. The Longhorns are on top. Another huge win for the Longhorns, who have now knocked off two top 10 AP teams so far this season, wiped the floor with Gonzaga, and holds on to beat a very, very tough Creighton team on Thursday night, 72-67. to Jonathan, right out of the gate, what did what what on earth is Marcus Carr doing this year to have flipped the script? Yeah, it's crazy, right? So you look at it last year, him and Timmy Allen are like kind of the one and two. And Marcus Carr, who went from, you know, just being able to score, right, at Minnesota, comes to Texas and he has to kind of play that, you know, combo guard role. He's the, still the scorer, but also has to distribute and play make for everybody else. And now you bring in a Tyrese Hunter. You allow him to be the point guard and neither one are traditional point guards. But when they're sharing the duties, they both can score and both can set up opportunities for everybody else. And so I think that's taking some pressure off of Marcus Carr. And you saw in the Gazaga game where Tyrese Hunter was the star with 26 points tonight. It was Marcus Carr. Right. And while Tyrese Hunter didn't have it, really nobody on the Texas team had it. They all made timely shots and Marcus Carr made more timely shots than anybody. When he was aggressive, he was finding his shot. He made shots. He made threes, took advantage of that drop covers they were playing um, and made some mid range shots, got to the rim. And then, of course, made plays for his teammates as well. So when Marcus Carr is playing aggressive, he's one of the best scorers in the country, one of the most fluid scorers in the country. And Creighton found that out tonight in the Moody Center. Yes, they did. That backcourt is looking like something special. Can't wait to see how it continues to play this year. Now, Longhorns uh, led, I believe it was five at the halftime, built out to an uh, an 11 point lead, had that as late as six minutes in the game. But Creighton would just not go away. This team, man, Creighton is legit. They're, They're the highest rank they've ever been in team history. 
But what does it say about the resilience of this Longhorns team that even when like Baylor Shireman finally starts knocking down some threes, that Texas is able to hold down, hold on down the stretch? Yeah, well, I think it shows that you can win any type of way. And to be a championship team, which now people are projecting this Texas basketball team to have the ability to do, you have to win in different types of ways. We saw them in, you know, our offensive showcase against Gonzaga when they won, you know, or they scored over 90 points. I'm not sure exactly uh, how many they scored. They scored over 90 points. And then you see them in this game where, you know, Creighton is in the 60s, you know, Texas in the low 70s. Both teams averaged over 80 points coming in. So when you're able to win those, you know, high scoring games where you're scoring almost 100 points and then you're able to kind of win these games where it's mucked up and, you know, it comes down to a few possessions at the end, which we saw where, you know, Creighton cut it to, you know, three with less than two minutes left. So I think it just shows that they're able to win, you know, all different types of games. And we know a Chris Beard team is going to try to win the toughness battle every game. They're going to try to win the defensive battle every game. And they continue to do that this season against uh, Creighton you know, in the Moody Center. And so I think that's what it says about this team. And then I think also it just points to the talent of this team. I think last year, you know, you saw at times offensively, you know, Texas was really good defensively, one of the best defensive teams in the country, especially in the Big 12. But if teams could score more than 65 points offensively, you felt like Texas was in trouble. Well, you know, like I said, against Creighton, they didn't shoot the ball well, but you have a Marcus Carr who can make, you know, a timely bucket at the end. You have a Serge Jabari Rice who can make a timely three, a Tyrese Hunter who can make, a you know, a couple timely shots at the end. Now you have the talent, of, you know, a Dylan Mitchell, that's an NBA player, you know, who can make plays around the rim and make some really good plays on defense. So you have the talent, you know, to overcome those dry spells when you're not scoring and things aren't going well. When you just need a player to get a bucket, you have a few of those on this Texas team. And I think that's ultimately why they were able to pull away against Creighton, who fought hard, you know, to the end. Like I said, cut it to three with under two minutes left. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you love it on a night when you only shoot four of 19 from three that you can still find ways to win and win, frankly, in impressive fashion. And you talked about Chris Beard. It felt like last year him making that jump from Texas Tech over to Austin, there were these high, high, huge expectations right out of the gate. And Texas didn't necessarily live up. I mean, they weren't bad last year, but they just didn't live up to the loftiness of that. Do you think there's a way in which this year with some of that pressure taken off a little more, you get into year two, it just it just frees things up a little more and the team can play? Is there something to that? Yeah, well, I think we just, you know, have to understand that it takes time, you know. And I think because now, you know, what we see uh, Chris Beard has done, we forget that he's, you know, not even two years into his job, right? And so, you know, I think he came in and and there were some lofty expectations. He brought in some really talented players in the transfer portal and Marcus Carr and Timmy Allen. You kind of just assume, okay, they're going to click and they're going to take off, right? And, you know, I think Texas was good at times last year, but, you know, most people thought that they could have played better. But I think now you add some players in Arterio Morris, a Dylan Mitchell, or Serge Barry Rice, you know, Marcus Carr is more comfortable, he comes back. Timmy Allen is more comfortable, he comes back. Obviously, you bring over... Tyrese Hunter, who's one of the best offensive and defensive players in the country. So I think it's just a, a perfect mix of, of him having you know more time to put his imprint on this Texas basketball program and then bringing in more talented players, you know, that are able to, you know, go out on the court and make plays. And so I think it's just a sign of uh, excellent coach. You know, I always say coaches have to come in and change the trajectory of the program and establish their identity. And I think he's done both, you know, and I think that's why you can make the argument that this Texas team is the best college basketball team in the country right now. And could be the favorites, you know, to win the national championship when it's all said and done. I think you can absolutely make that argument. In fact, I have. I think Texas is the number one team in the nation right now over the Houston 
Cougars. By the way, folks, if you haven't seen Creighton yet, if you didn't watch this game, make sure you go check out Ryan Kalkbrenner. He is an absolute dude. Now, Jonathan, I want to ask you about the Moody Center. It's this beautiful brand new facility that Texas is playing in. A good bit smaller. You got students all around close to the court. How have you seen if you've seen a difference in the effect that that building has on this team versus the Irwin Center? Well, you know, people like to poke fun at, you know, the Texas fan base, you know, and, and say we're the wine and cheese fan base and we can't get loud and we can't get rowdy. And Texas has no true home quarter home field advantage. But I think, you know, at times you may have saw that in the Irwin Center, you may have saw that in the drum, but that's not the case in the Moody Center. And I think what is so amazing is, is what they've done is they've allowed 10,000 people to be available for these basketball games. And it really feels like 10,000 people are right on top of you on the court, giving Texas a home court advantage, but they're cutting off five to 6,000 seats that are in the building that are available for concerts and other, uh, I guess, you know, entertainment things in that venue. Okay. Last question I got for you, Jonathan, you got that home court advantage and you got the comfort of it for a long time. Texas does not play a true road game this season until New Year's Eve when they travel to Norman, Oklahoma to take on the Sooners to kick off Big 12 play. How do you think uh, Coach Beard's team is going to be prepared for the battles of the Big 12 road games without having played on the road to start the season much? Yeah, well, I think, you know, it may be an adjustment when, when you first get into that environment and, and have to deal with those raucous crowds that, you know, you haven't dealt with all season. But, you know, like I said, you know, Chris Beard prides himself on, you know, toughness and, uh, you know, defense and defending his culture. Right. And he says, not only are we going to defend our culture, we're not going to let anybody F with our culture. And so, you know, I, I think those are the type of things that travel. Right. I, I think, you know what I've seen from a Chris Beard team is that toughness travels. Offense might not always travel. You know, you're going to have nights where uh, you're missing shots. You know, you're going to have nights where you're not executing, you know, as much as you would like to, but if you're, you know, going out there and you're giving a hundred percent and, and you're playing tough. And like you said, the secrets in the dirt, right? The secrets in the hard work. I think that travels no matter if you're in Austin, Texas, Norman, Oklahoma, uh, you know, <laughs> Stillwater, <laughs> Oklahoma, you know, I'm not going to name every team in the big 12, but you get it. So I think the way that Chris Beard coaches his team and I think the way that they play for Chris Beard, I think that travels at home and on the road. Okay. That's great. John Ball, the host of Locked On Texas Longhorns. Thank you so much for joining us, wrapping up this Texas victory over Creighton. From one Big 12 team, we're going to travel a couple hours north on I-35 to Waco. And after we come back, we're going to chat with Baylor's co-associate head coach, Alvin Brooks III, as the Bears get ready for Friday night's massive matchup with the Gonzaga Bulldogs. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, and analysis and news. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer, what up, World Cup and esports, they've got it all at Bet Online. Make sure you check out their line for tonight's massive matchup between Baylor and Gonzaga. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. It is great today on Locked on College Basketball to be joined by Baylor's co-associate head coach, Alvin Brooks the third, a man with a great coaching legacy in his family. And that's something we're going to need to talk about another day is your dad is still in and doing it too. Yeah. Uh, but man, 
Alvin, here's where I want to start is it has been an incredible three-year run for the Baylor Bears. Going back to that COVID year where you guys, let's just say you would have been a number one seed uh, had we had March Madness. The uh, 2021 National Championship, congrats on that, by the way. And then last year, another number one seed, we'll call it three in a row because it it would have been. Um, And with that wild game against North Carolina in the second round where you guys just had one of the most insane comebacks I've ever seen, uh, just fell barely short in overtime for Baylor. What has it been like for you and the the rest of the coaches to go on this three-year journey? I think it's it's actually been amazing, to be honest, to have the winning percentage that we have the last three years. I want to say out of Power 5 schools, we have the best winning percentage out of any other Power 5 school. And, you know, I, I think back to you know, the meeting that we had before the previous year and coach Drew talked about our program going from good to great. Mm. And we had a, a a long meeting about some things that we needed to, to do in order for our program to go from good to great. And it was a lot of discussion about things that happened in the past and things that were good in the past and things that, if it happened again, we wouldn't allow it. And I think the culture shift um, was a big reason why we are where we are now. And a lot of that has to do with Coach Drew um, being a great leader that he is. I mean, before that, two Elite Eights, uh, multiple NCAA tournament runs. So it's not like the <laughs> it was you know it wasn't a good program. But That's right. for him to recognize that it was another level that we could get to. And being willing to change some things. I mean, we were playing over 50% zone at that moment. And Mm. um, we ended up having the personnel to play more man. And we ended up playing way more man defense um, the past three years. And, you know, a lot of success goes to us having the right players, to be honest. Uh, We have players that are gym rats and they have great character. And you're only as good as your players. I don't care how great of a coach you are. We've had great youngsters young men and great student athletes to help us get the program to where it's at. Man, what a joy it is to get to coach young men of not only that talent, but that caliber and character. I know that is a special treat for you. One of the things, Coach, that you've told me before, as you talked about going from good to great, is that one of your goals as the team is to get 1% better every single day. What what does that mean and what does that look like for the Baylor basketball program? Well, Tony Gaskins is an inspirational speaker, and he spoke to us um, maybe three years ago. I mean, he he actually he spoke to again spoke to us again today, and he does a a great job of sacrificing his time and his own money to pour into our program. And he talked about going one and zero every day. And when you think of one and zero, I think in general you think of one and zero just for the day. Well, he said no. What time when what time are you waking up? If you're waking up early, then you're one and oh. If you're sleeping in, then you're 0 and one. <laughs> then after that, you reset. And now what are you eating for breakfast? Are you eating a healthy breakfast? Or are you eat, eating candy and drinking soda? And that depends if you go one and oh or 0 and one. And now you reset and you just move on. Like, are you on time to class? Or are you late to class? If you're on time, are you early? Then you want to know. If you're late, you're 0-1. And, and then you reset. And then at the end of the day, 
you want to have way more wins than losses. And I think we kind of it keeps you focused on the small things that that means a lot and the small details makes a big difference. And I think us as a program, we really bought into that and it kept us focused. So now when you're in a run like we're in, you're not focusing on what's going on around you. You're actually focusing on, all right, this is what it takes for me to go one and oh in this aspect. Yeah, boy, that's so inspirational. I love it. Something I, I'm inspired just listening to. I want to start applying that <laughs> to my own life. Um, one of the things that I've observed a lot about this Baylor team is even in the midst of all this success, you guys have had to deal with some major injuries to major players. I think about LJ Cryer. I think about Jonathan Chamachachua, who's still working right now to get back. Langston Love, who's back yes. this season. Um, how do you all as a coaching staff address those what seem like very negative things, address it, work on it, overcome it, and continue to succeed at a high level? Oh, I just think the, you know, that's the great thing about being a part of a team is um, obviously they're all very instrumental into our success. And so we try to, you know, pride ourselves in saying next man up hmm. and having the the character and the talent to have another guy willing to step in that guy's place and then other guys actually raising their level even to a higher level. Um, before, you know, this, Tristan Clark was a sophomore and he was leading the country in field goal percentage at 70% as a sophomore. And then he hurt his knee um, second conference game against Iowa State. And we went from throwing the ball in the post to him <laughs> almost every possession and to now trying to figure out in conference play, okay, how do we play without somebody to where he's giving us a basket 70% of the time. <laughs> and, you know, that's when Freddie Gillespie became Freddie Gillespie. He had the opportunity and he continued to grow. And Mark Vidal and Jared Butler was, I think, was a freshman. And Makai Mason and Keen McClure was, a, you know, we had different guys just step up. And, you know, obviously having Davion Mitchell and Macy Oteague and, you know, those guys redshirting, you know, I think it helped grow our program. And we've had a chance to have older, experienced guys. And, you know, we have certain habits that we believe in. And they have bought into the habits that it takes to win. And I know we're also kind of tracking with uh, JTT coming back from his kind of gruesome, frankly, knee injury last year. I know a lot of people are, are just wondering about how he's doing, how he's coming along. What kind of update can you give us on his progress? John is way ahead of schedule. I mean, he's very inspirational. Um, he's he's working out. Um, I think the doctor said he wouldn't work out until January, and he's been working out for I don't know since when. But, I mean, he's one of the hardest workers that I've ever coached, and he's working extremely hard to get back to where he was. I mean, obviously, I don't know where he is. I'm not, you know, the trainer or the doctor, sure. but – I definitely know that he's ahead of schedule. <laughs> so, I mean, he, he's in the gym working out. He's shooting, um, doing individual workouts by himself. Um, he's around us every day. Um, he's a huge part of our program and, you know, kind of one of the, the main heartbeats of our program, to be honest. 
Yeah. Well, man, we hope we all hope that he will be back on the court soon. And I know would be a welcome uh, addition to the Baylor Bears 2022-23 front court for sure. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you guys participated in the main event there in Las Vegas. Frankly, to me, it was the best four-team MTE in the entire nation. I mean, we have Baylor, UCLA, a resurgent Virginia team. Man, coming back from last year's uh, yes. kind of downturn and Illinois. I was really hoping you'd have to play Illinois so you could <laughs> give it to Matthew Meyer a little bit uh, after he left Waco. But, man, what a great tournament. You guys lose to Virginia. And then you come back, you beat UCLA. And honestly, I think all four of these teams are second weekend NCAA tournament teams as I look at them. What yes. did you as a coaching staff learn about your team at that event? I think the biggest thing is you're, you're, you find out, okay, what do we need to work on? Hmm. Um, all teams are great. And, you know, at, at this time of the year, early in the year, you know, you tend to play games that – most of the teams, you may have a little bit more talent then. But at that tournament, with everybody having a lot of talent, now it comes down to, you know, execution. And I think Virginia, you know, they had the experience of executing together for a lot of games last year. They returned 91% of their scoring. And so, Kihei Clark's been there since 1950, if we're going <laughs> <laughs> He probably he had the, the, the best assist in program's history, so – Man, um, you know, to have somebody to play against a, a, an experienced team like that, I think it helped us tremendously and we were able to grow from it. And then obviously playing against UCLA, it was the same. And, you know, I, I don't none of us wanted to play Illinois um, just because, <laughs> I mean, we still love Matt. And then, I don't, you know, a lot of people don't even think about it. But Dane Danger was also with us That's as well. Great point. Yeah. And so to have to compete against, you know, two people that you love, that would have been really tough. Absolutely. Well, uh, the Bears now are up in beautiful, sunny South Dakota, where it's very, very not warm at all. Uh, you told me earlier, thankfully, the sun came out a little bit today and melted the ground. Thankfully, as you said, you don't have to play outside tonight. It's going to be yes. Friday um, as we have a rematch of the 2021 national championship game, the Baylor Bears and the Gonzaga Bulldogs. We want to talk about that in just a second. Boy, we have a massive game tonight as Baylor and Gonzaga meet in all of the most beautiful places of America, South Dakota, for, as we said, a rematch of the 2021 National Championship game. We are joined today on Locked on College Basketball by Baylor's co-associate head coach, Mr. Alvin Brooks, the third. Trey, you love it. So <laughs> here's my first question. In a time when so many basketball coaches and programs are unwilling to go anywhere and play anyone, especially power five high-level schools, why is Coach Drew, why is the Baylor program so willing to do that? I think at the end of the day, um, in order to have talent and continue to recruit talent, you have to play against talented teams. Interesting. And so our motto is iron sharpens iron. And so, first of all, we feel like if we have student athletes that are, you know, very talented, then they're helping one another get better and practice every day because iron sharpens iron because we practice way more than we play. And so now we want to make sure that we're playing against great iron when we're playing games. And so our goal is to always have an opportunity to be a number one seed. In order to do that, you have to play the best. And then obviously the 
end goal is to hopefully win a Big 12 championship and then hopefully win a national championship. And the only way to do that is play against the best teams that you can early, see what you need to work on, see where you're at. And now you have to continue to get better. So now when it's time to achieve those dreams, you at least know where you're at and know what you need to work on. Yeah. Well, and, and part of that, as we saw earlier this week on Tuesday night, is before this matchup, the Bears traveled up to Milwaukee to take on Marquette in the Big 12 Big East uh, challenge and or battle, I guess it is. And coach, I, I know it's a tough game. Took it on the chin a little bit. 96 to 70 loss to Marquette. What what have the days since been like? What are some of the things you all have been talking about to rebound as you prepare for this game against Gonzaga? Well, you know, first of all, we knew the first road game is always tough yeah. for, for anyone. Yeah. And especially when you're, you know, a top 10 team and, you know, you're going to have a bigger crowd maybe than you would normally have. And then the guys, well, whoever you're competing against, are going to be motivated to play against you. Right. And so, you know, Marquette played well. Um, got to tip our hats off to Marquette. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is I don't think we played our best game. And, you know, whether they, you know, they may have a lot to do with that. And, you know, I think some of that could have been us, but we didn't perform as well as the Baylor Bears normally perform. And, you know, that was, you know, one of our worst losses in, you know, in a long, long time. And so, yeah. Yeah. you know, I think, you know, as a staff, we stayed up and watched the film to four in the morning um, <laughs> together. And so, you know, our goal is to put our student athletes in the best position that, you know, they could be in. And so, you know, the, the biggest thing is I love about college basketball and that we love about college basketball is we have another opportunity tonight. Right. And so that's the biggest thing is we don't have to wait a week like college football or wait, wait a week like NFL. Yeah. We have another opportunity to to get better and another opportunity to, you know, show who the Baylor Bears are. On the, on the Gonzaga side, as you look at how your team approaches this defensively, Here's Drew, speaking of somebody else that's been in basketball since 1950, Drew Timmy is back uh, manning the front court for Gonzaga, uh, and a preseason All-American. And as we already talked about, you are missing one of your key front court players in JTT. How, how do you go about defending Drew Timmy in this game, and what is it that he does so well? Um, I think the biggest thing is we try to pe preach team defense. Um, our biggest strength is defense as a unit and having a connected defense. So, you know, it's, it would never be one-on-one, -on -one, no matter who we play against. Uh, we always pride ourselves on making sure that they see bodies. And so, um, obviously, Drew is going to be, you know, Drew. I mean, he he's played at a high level for a long time, and he's scored a lot of buckets for a long time. <laughs> um, but, you know, Drew being from Texas, we kind of, you know, we, we recruited Drew. And so great family, great yeah. person. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you know, we're going to miss John. But Flo has also been here. Flo Thumber right. has been here for a while. He started for the national championship team. That's right. And so, you know, it'll be a chance for, for Flo to be able to show, you know, how good of a defender he is. And also, you know, just as a team, you know, I think it's – I'm interested to see how the crowd is going to be. I know the game sold out in six minutes, and so well, it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, it's a crowd that's that's just there to enjoy basketball. <laughs>
That's right. Absolutely. Cannot wait to see it. One of the things we talk about Gonzaga's front court there and, and your own, but one of the things obviously that Baylor has become so identified with is your incredible backcourt play. And we've already talked about getting LJ Cryer back. You've got Adam Flagler and you work in one of the most heralded freshmen in the country in Keontae George. How has he benefited from having other experienced guards around him to help lead and guide the way? I think it's a great a great thing for Key because he's able to see guys with great habits. Hmm. Like they approach the game in a professional manner to where they're working out, they're eating right, they're sleeping right. They don't they treat the game the way it should be treated. And so it gives him an opportunity to see like this is what it takes to be a successful college basketball player. And um He's he's blessed in that aspect, in my opinion, because, you know, a lot of a lot of college freshmen don't have guys that they can look up to that's doing the right thing. And so, you know, that's one thing that we always pray for, um, that guys that we have blessed to become NBA players, that they're on a team with veterans mm-hmm. that can show them the correct way to be a pro. And so I think Keontae is getting that head start on having guys that approach the game the right way. All right, folks, get ready for this matchup. The Baylor Bears, sixth in the AP poll. Gonzaga Bulldogs, 14th. Tonight, Friday, 8 p.m. Make sure you check it out. Coach Alvin Brooks, the third. Best of luck to you and Baylor tonight as you take on the Bulldogs. Thank you. Well, that does it for today's episode of Locked on College Basketball. That does it for this week of Locked on College Basketball. We will be back with you Monday, recapping the weekend. Andy and I will be together. All sorts of great stuff. If you wouldn't mind, take a second to subscribe to the show on YouTube or wherever you're listening. You can smash the like button and leave some comments. Seriously, it means so much to us when you do that. Enjoy this crazy game tonight up in South Dakota between the Bears and Bulldogs. Can't wait to talk about it on Monday. But until then... Peace.